Joplin, Jonathan Hood. Welcome, fans. This is Cap and J Hood on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the new ESPN Chicago app. So, Cubs and Padres this afternoon. And it'll be you, Darvish, against Jake Arietta, which is, ironically, that was the Cubs' choice in 2018. Do we re-sign Jake? Do we go get you, Darvish? Who's doing the broadcast today on the television side for Marquee? Do we get Boog? Oh, I would imagine it'd be Boog Shambi. Do we get Ryan Sandberg? I lost who, you know, I, I tuned in late, like a 10, mm-hmm. right? I lost track of who the voices were. I know who Booga is, obviously, that, but I, who did, did Sandberg do color yesterday? Dempster? I lost track of the voices yesterday. See, that's the problem with this marquee network. It's very similar to the Yes Network where you know Michael K, but you don't. Is that David Cohen? Is that Paul O'Neill? Like, I, you lose track because as we've grown up and become adults, here's the play-by-play guy, here's the color guy. Now it's just this mixed match of names, right. voices. You get familiar with the names through a whole 162 you know, game season. And it, they're your friends because they're telling you what's going on, the, you know, the inside jokes, because you've been with them all summer. It's like a comfortable pair of shoes. Right. Oh, those are comfortable. I'll put those on. I lost track of who was. But that's what the White Sox have. You get Len and DJ right here on ESPN 1000. Yeah. You get Benetti and Stoney over on NBC Sports Chicago. Benetti, by the way, did the Monday night game. Did the the Cub game for the network? That's a throw off because the Cubs because the Sox were off Monday. Correct. He did, he did the Cub game like, on Monday. Is that Jason Benetti? <laughs> Thanks, Cubs. That's, that was good. To, that was interesting to hear. So it was. It's Thanks, different. Cubs. I, I lost track of who it is, but I'll be watching because I'm interested in you, Darvish, being there. And so the big question, Cap, is about you, Darvish. If Jed knew that the Cubs would be playing this well, would you, Darvish, be in a different uniform? That's the question. I, I still, again, and I said it the day they traded him, that they thought it was a transition year. He, 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 they got $52 million off the books. My problem is they didn't take the lion's share of that savings mm-hmm. and say, you know what, we're going to go get that guy. Let's go make a deal and go get that guy because we're trying to compete. Like, Darvish has not put together a full 162-game season in a long time. Mm-hmm. In a long time. 2017. That's a long time. 2018, he was declared out for the year in May. Remember when he went to South Bend to pitch? I remember. Pitched like an inning and goes, I'm done. My arm hurts still. We had a reporter out there. I remember doing that. Well, we weren't together, but I was doing the night show. Mm -hmm. I said at the time, Cap, I said, based on what I saw from you, Darvish, uh, after his time with the Dodgers, I said, I don't know why he's a Cub. I didn't like the deal mm-hmm. initially. I'm just tell, like, it wasn't second guessing, first guessing. I said, the Cubs don't need you, Darvish. Because I saw at the end, I said, this guy doesn't really have it anymore. And people try to conflate the, well, look what he did in the, in the 60 game season or wherever it was to what he could be. Well, that was just a sample size. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think Cub fans should have regrets of Darvish not being here because the Darvish I saw with the Dodgers toward the end. Didn't seem like he was going to be a guy that you could depend on for the long haul. I didn't see that. So they made the decision. They did make an offer to Jake. Then Jake went to Philly, got less money than 
Darvish by a lot. $75 million versus 126 Ended up having to have surgery and then was a free agent again, and the Cubs brought him back one year for like $6 million. Right. He has not pitched well the last six, seven starts. He's been l- nothing short of lousy. Now he gets the ball in San Diego, pristine conditions to pitch, and the guy on the other mound was the guy. You remember when Jake came back with Philly and you was on the mound and Jake got up to bat and you stopped and got off the mound and he kind of gave a little bow Mm -hmm. and he stood there and let him drink in the standing ovation, which I thought was a first-class move. Absolutely. First class. I'm surprised, though, that both you guys... Uh, or I, I guess maybe I don't want to misread this hoodie. So do you think the Cubs should regret trading you, Darvish? No. I, okay. I, I didn't like Darvish with the Cubs to I know this. with. So, see, I think they should be – if you're a Cubs fan, I think you – not that you had any control over it, but if you can have regret over something you don't have control over, I think Cubs fans should be perturbed, and they'll see it on display today, that the guy who is fronting the Padres' rotation – and is, again, one of the best pitchers in baseball. And you're right. It was a 60-game season last year. Mm-hmm. But he can only pitch the season that was in front of him last year. Sure. That, you know, and he was really good. He was runner-up in Cy Young voting last year. That came on the heels of a really strong performance in the second half of 2019 when he finally looked like he was back from injury. And he's just picked it up and been exactly what he was last season this year. Yeah. So I think – and now we're talking about the Cubs needing pitching if they're going to contend and continue to contend – and I think this is exactly what they need, is a U Darvish on their rotation. They had him. Well, now, now you look at it, and if the Cubs get on a roll by the time we get to the All-Star break, like, like look, U Darvish is one pitcher. You wish you had a veteran, though, that is even better. I thought there was some inconsistencies with Darvish where I thought, this guy doesn't have to need to be a Cub. Now, again, the 60-game season, the shortened season, that's also the same season he walked off. He might just quit spring training. <laughs> it's like it's like I don't. That's enough. I'm getting pounded enough. I just think that you these are deals that are made, Cap, as you well know. There's deals that you you make and you say this is the direction I think we're going to go. Now you f- figure that the ball club is getting better. Now you just got to be able to find that pitcher again. But I don't think that you Darvish is the difference between being a World Series contender or a playoff contender and not. I do not. Not just one guy. Right. If I told you I'm dropping him back into the Cubs rotation, that's still probably not enough to win the World Series. Still it's need not. more. Well, well, okay. True. You may be right. You yeah. guys absolutely may be right. But if that's the case, if, if putting a, a, an actual ace at the front of your rotation is not enough, then based on that, the Cubs, the Cubs should be trading away every asset they have right now. That's funny because my, because how, my that's kind of because my friend said that Kyle Hendricks was the ace of the Cubs. How he is many right more now. pitchers does this Cubs rotation need to contend for, to a, World contend for a World Series? Uh, I like I need to see the offense continue to do what they've been doing. Yeah, but answer his question though. Like, how many pitchers? Like, I I told you, one he puts pitchers. you one step closer because you might only need one more starting pitcher when you look. Well. If you, if your Darvish was still a part of this rotation, you might only need one more. And if you only need one more, that completely changes the dynamic of what you want to do at the trade deadline. Yeah, I think if you got went and got Max Scherzer, let's assume you didn't have to tinker with your major league team and you could go get Max Scherzer. I don't think he, even if he's his, himself, yes, yes. doesn't put you over the top. It, it does also, not. It also depends on what I'm giving up, too, because I can't give up my minor league capital for him. 
for a one-off. Because he, I can top minor league. Yeah, yeah, no, no, that's fair, hoodie. But I'm if if you Darvish or Max Scherzer at the front of this rotation doesn't make you a World Series contender, then they really need to be trading off all their assets. This shouldn't even be a discussion. Well, like because you're not going to add more than an ace. To, like you're not adding two frontline starters to your rotation at the trade deadline. No team does that. Because today, Cap, playoffs start today. Cubs are in the playoffs. So Hendricks is your one, and your two is. I don't know. I don't know. So I. It, it, what about you? Not even Al's alive with a blister. You're not even sure what that is yet. Correct. I still need to see more from. Like in a month and a half, when I make this decision, is Patrick Wisdom still in my lineup? Is he still raking? I don't know. I exactly. So I got to let this play out. I was texting with Sylvie yesterday because he was saying, if you're like four games over, two games over, or two games back then maybe it's time to move these guys and start the next wave. And then I went back and pulled up July 20 of 2003. The Cubs were 49-48. and 48. They were in third place. They were four and a half games back in the division. And Jim Hendry went, well, I got a couple good young pitchers here named Wooden Pryor that are healthy. I'm all in. And he went and got Kenny Lofton because they had lost Corey Patterson to the knee. Oh, Torres ACL yeah. on a wet base, wow. trying to beat out an infield hit. I remember that. And then they said, you got to take the money for this third baseman, Aramis Ramirez. Well, he had a great run here. And all of a sudden, Bartman play notwithstanding, that team should have gone to the World Series. Correct. And they didn't, but they tried. So because you're 49 and 48 July 20th doesn't mean you can't make a run. So let me see where we're at in five weeks. I just, that so, is fine, but I'm just saying, you add a front line starter to this rotation and you still believe it's not enough, then you need to... But in five weeks, I might think it's enough. I, but the thing that is suspect to me, as I've been saying here this spring going into the summer, is I don't know what offense I'm getting. I've seen the same ineptitude offensively from this Cubs team. That's my point. When I need them to hit, they give me two runs or less. Now, this is a nice run right here where it's like... They're keeping the line moving. Rizzo looks good. Brian looks great. Brian right now is an all-star. There's no doubt. I like Wilson Contreras. But the thing is, how do we know, Jeff? Because we've seen the same song for five years. How do we know? Uh, listen, I can't tell the future. You're right? right about that. But, again, I feel like if you've come to that conclusion, that the problem You're for right. Jed. You're right, by the way. Because you say if you add a, a front-line starter and you don't know what your offense is, then what are you doing? And that's the. I think that's where you're at. Like, if if that's not enough, you're in a very bad spot. Because I'm telling you, like, they're in first place. And if, let's fast forward five weeks. I don't know how much more clarity you're really going to have. the The reality is, Patrick Wisdom's not going to be hitting 400, what? but he still may have enough power where you're like, you know what? He's a bat in my lineup that I like. And so all of a sudden, the lineup has lengthened out. And I think you can count on Rizzo, Bryant, Contreras. You know the. They have a history. I feel like Chris Bryant is finally back and healthy, and I trust that he's close to the 2016 MVP caliber player. He showed it. I just think he needed to be healthy. I believe in Chris Bryant at this point. I don't think that's an outlandish it's statement. A, it's not outlandish. Rizzo, that's absolutely fair. Rizzo, Contreras, you know, if you can get a few of the hurt players back you know, and add them, you don't need a whole lot. It's, we all know it's the pitching. It's the front-line rotation. But if you, Darvish, is not enough, then... We have a huge problem here because you're not going to get a guy as good as you, Darvish, at the trade deadline. Okay, like fast forward five weeks. If this offense is still continuing right. to play what it is. Then a number one starter might be enough. But can you promise me 
Ryan Tapera, Tommy Nance. Like, well, I believe in Kimbrell, but he's proven it. Uh, Andrew Chafin. Like, brothers. Rex Brothers. Mm-hmm. Like, are these guys, so, no, no, five weeks from now, still going to be top three bullpen in the National League? Maybe, maybe not. And we also, again, what we talked about earlier in the show, who the hell knows what their spin rights are going to look like in, in five Another weeks? Another good point. See? You know? That's like, there's a lot of questions. How about tomorrow? Today? <laughs> right. What's Garrett Cole going to be pitching today? Live for today. Not, not in five weeks. Where are you today? That's what Tyler's saying. How about today? See what happens when you, it sucks when you're in the middle. See Let, that? Let's get through May. All these factors. No, but all these factors, though. And you don't know who you are. If you're just a good ball club, you say, yeah, we're going to add just a piece or two, just to tinker a little bit and make sure that the chemistry but is right. But that's where the White Sox are. Yeah. It's a really good team yeah. with guys locked up. There's no decision. Oh, God, Moncada's going to be a free agent. Oh, this guy's going to be. They're all locked up, man. Yeah. Tim Anderson's locked up. Those guys aren't going anywhere. The Cubs, they're at a crossroads. So let's let this play out. And then... If you wake up and it's July 21st, oh, God, they're in first place. Well, then it's incumbent on management and ownership to go, you're in first place. All right, let's go. Who can we go get? Where are your Cub fans at? They always complain that we don't talk enough Cubs. We talk Cubs every day. You see this on social, right? Yep. They say the Cabin Jared Show doesn't talk enough Cubs. We talk Cubs every day. How come they're not commenting? How come they're not saying something about the Cubs and where they are? versus where they're going to be at the end of the deadline. How come your guys aren't calling in? 312-332-3776. What would you do? Hmm. Are you with me? You wait four, five weeks, six weeks. Let's see where we're at. Or do you make a move now? And you're also, Cubs fans, not going to want to miss what Joey Votto had to say. Loved it. Take that. Be right back. (laughs) The good news is your business doubled. The even better news is Indeed can help you hire the right people without the wait times of the typical recruiting process. That's because Indeed has a great hiring platform where you can make calls, schedule virtual interviews, and talk to candidates over video right from your easy-to-use employer dashboard. It's just another reason Indeed delivers four times more hires than all the other job sites combined, according to Talent Nest. Find your next great hire at Indeed.com slash credit. You don't have to wait till you're in your car to hear what Cap and Jay Hood are talking about. Just tell your smart speaker to play ESPN 1000. So, this lady takes her dog for a walk down in Florida. She's 43, and there's a small lake in the Pinellas County community of Palm Harbor, Florida. Last night, she's walking, and this guy from a distance sees her and the dog walking. Yeah. And all of a sudden, she says, I was walking my dog. The guy says, I was walking my dog, and all of a sudden, I look back, and I see this lady kind of falling by the lake a little bit. Apparently, she was walking her dog close to the edge of the lake. A gator jumped out of the water. She tried to get the, the gator, tried to get the dog. The lady grabs the dog really quick, but in turn, she slipped on the wet grass. The gator got her leg just underneath the knee. One chomp, 
and then he slithered back in the water. The guy called an ambulance. She has severe injuries to her leg. She's in the hospital. And then they called a gator trapper in. Uh Uh-huh. A gator trapper. Steve Spurrier. Didn't we have a guy try to trap a gator up here in the lagoon? What was his name? That guy was famous. Gator Gator Bob? I don't know. It was something like that. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, there was the gator on the loose back in... Was that pre-pandemic? I believe that's the case. Yeah, but it it was like the summer before the pandemic hit, I think. The gator on the loose. Yeah, I can't remember that dude's name. But he became a... Frank Rob. Yeah. His name. What do they call him? Gator Frank or Frank I, it, Alligator Rob? That's it. Frank Alligator Rob. And, or, or Gator Frank, as you called him. Yeah. Yes. And Gator Bob. Yeah. So this guy called. They got the Gator Trapper in. Hoodie and I watched the video. Like, he's got that Gator down on the ground and he's got his knee on the back of him and he duct tapes his snout shut. And I mean, it wasn't like a little duct tape. Like, that poor. Gator. Then they threw him in the back of a pickup. I mean, I'm I'm watching this, and I tell you, it's just kind of like the rodeo, right? You take a steer, and you got eight seconds to tie him up. I mean, the way he was able to get on top of that gator. I saw something similar on King Drive last night. I, I got to tell you about that story. But anyway, so <laughs> taping the snout closed. <laughs> yeah, yes, it did, did wow. that to a citizen. It wasn't a gator this time. But I saw the same thing though. The the how quickly he was able to get on top of that gator and then, you know, just kind of wrap up the to make sure he's not going to get bit. Obviously, right? Right. But just that just takes like a lot of balls, man, to be able to do that. Holy. Is that and now here's the thing: is that part of the police training down there? Like not just citizens, but also handling animals. It's got to be. It, it like it says, you know, I don't can't read the back of his shirt, but I all I see is alligator trapper. There's another ah. word above it. But he is like sitting right on the back of that gator. I'm hungry. At- <laughs> that little dog looks good. Who's on my back? Oh, God. Get off of me. It's the cap gator. And then they, he not only duct taped his snout shut, oh. he duct taped him over the eyes okay. so he couldn't see. Now I can't see. This is just abuse. I'm going to call my lawyer. Shapiro. <laughs> Did they give the gator a phone call? I want to know that. Does, does, does the gator get a phone call for that? Oh yeah, you I get mean, one. You get, no, you get one, honey. But no, but you can't dial if you can't see. Don't you understand? I mean, there's the, he, he duct taped the eyes. How do you do that to a gator? Now that's just cruel and unusual punishment. I just want to know if the gator's first call was to Urban Meyer because that was the old practice. You know, if a gator gets in trouble, <laughs> his first call is to Urban Meyer. Yeah, exactly, coach. All of a sudden, that number's disconnected. I mean, <laughs> don't worry about it, coach. You're not going to snatch any banners at the with the Jaguars. You're fine, dude. Look at that picture of the Gators' eyes, like duct tape, and a lot of it. Now that's abuse. I got to be able to see what around me. No shot. No, I can't see. The Stevie Wonder of Gators. Oh God! <laughs> and then they they yanked him out of the water, oh, taped him up, can't see, and took the Gator, put him in the back of a pickup, and drove him somewhere else. Attica! Attica! <laughs> Let me go! All I was hungry. He got his little legs handcuffed. The dog was an appetizer. I was just hungry. There's not enough bait in here. I'm going to call somebody. Where's my guy Shapiro? You don't get a call. You mean he doesn't get a call? And then, and then tapes the We're guys up. ruling on. you an enemy combatant. No call. But then he tapes the eyes up. Don't give, don't give cops uh, any ideas. I mean, <laughs> taping up the eyes. 
You go watch this video. I need to see who did this. Can you imagine that's your job? You got to freaking tackle a gator. Like, the gator didn't just come up. All right, gator, put your hands up. That's not how it works. Gator gets your... What are you talking about? Like... <laughs> what do you mean, gator gets your hands up? They grabbed him by the tail, yanked him out of the water, yes. and then this guy's sitting on him. And he's not wearing gloves. He doesn't have, like, like a bite-proof suit on. He's in a T-shirt and shorts. <laughs> yeah. You would think so. But here's a guy... But I guess you could do it when you're attacking from behind. But what kind of, what kind of back jumper is that guy? And then, he, then, of course, he, the guy can't see. Now, when he goes in, when the alligator goes in, and he gets his lawyer, right? He gets his public defender. Mm-hmm. It's like, so who did this to you? I don't know. My eyes. <laughs> couldn't see. <laughs> guy was on my back. About 180 pounds. I couldn't move. Take that. Holy. Someone help me. Does the little dog go visit the owner? Hey, sorry about that. Thanks for grabbing me. That gator was going to chomp on me. So you can't describe who did this to you. Who attacked you? I don't know. I just was hungry. That's all I wanted. Case dismissed. Wait a minute. But I can't see who was attacking me. That's not fair. Civil rights. (laughs) Take that. The Silver Gator Gator rights. There's going to be a march for the Gators. Go watch this video. It is like, jeez. All right. You Darvish faces his old team for the first time since being traded. Cubs fans, how bad do you miss Darvish? How much do you miss Hugh Darvish? Two minutes. David Kaplan. Jonathan Hood. Our new morning show. This is Cap and Jay Hood. On ESPN 1000. And the ESPN Chicago app. That's why I see Shot. No shot. With Cap and Jay Hood on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN app. That's why I see Shot, no shot, is brought to you by PointsBet Sportsbook at Hawthorne Racecourse. PointsBet Sportsbook now open. Download the PointsBet app right now. Stop by Hawthorne Racecourse to register your account. You literally only have to pull in the parking lot. Be on the grounds. Boom. Turn on the app. You are validated. And you can head home. And you're good to go doing it on your phone. Or you can stay there and gamble at the beautiful PointsBet Sportsbook. I love that. You know what? You know what we call that in this country? Convenience. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. Yes. Anyway, time for Shot No Shot. Here is Tyler. All right. So Jeremy Fowler. Morning, Tyler. How are you, buddy? Good morning. Good. Good. So Jeremy Fowler put out. Everything good over there? Everything is good over there. Early start for you, I understand. Oh, I know. All right. Uh, So Jeremy Fowler put out an article about the top uh, 10 trade candidates being players that could be shipped out this offseason. And two of them were Bears, Nick Foles and Akeem Hicks. Shot or no shot, both of those guys are on the roster for week one. Akeem Hicks and? Nick Foles. Uh, uh, Like I was saying, I I don't understand why Nick Foles, you got to make a deal here. He doesn't need to be here. He should be a backup someplace else. You You don't have two starters, maybe three on the same roster anymore in 2021. I'll say shot. That, that they both will be on the roster because maybe it'll be something that happens in the season where he's moved. Yeah, he, until they can figure something out, it costs you more to move him than it does to get rid of him. There's not a savings there because of the way they had to structure the deal to get him to come off all the money he had in Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. So I fully believe 
that they would love to move Nick Foles. They are trying actively to move Nick Foles. But unless they can get, like, the Jets, who need a backup, to bite, there's not a lot of teams out there that are going to take on that contract. So, Akeem Hicks will be here. They're yes. trying to win. Nick Foles, that's a different story. It's a good question, though. Very T- good. Tyler. All right. Next up, Cabrian Hayes. You kind of hit on it a little bit earlier with Jesse, but Cabrian Hayes missed a base at first. And Bobby Witt Jr. also missed home plate all in the same night. Wow. So I ask you, is missing a base the most embarrassing flub you can have in a baseball game? Uh, I will say no shot. I just think that when, you're, when you have an easy ground ball as an infielder, that's tough. Or if you are an outfielder and the ball hits off your head, Jose Canseco. That one's embarrassing. <laughs> Rizzo the other day dropped a pop-up that hit him right in the chest. Kicked his leg out for one, uh, some odd reason. I don't know what happened on that. Lost it in the sun. Riz, what happened on that pop-up? I'm going to ask him that Friday. It was a night game, right? Uh, it, was a ni- it was a night game. I think it was. Yeah. yeah. So, he, so he lost it in the sun. Yeah, so that- <laughs> exactly. The high sky in San Diego. And what What happened? I would maintain what happened to Will Craig when Javi Baez was running is the most embarrassing thing that can happen to a baseball player. Yeah, agree. The one in Pittsburgh. Oh, when, when yes. Javi Baez uh, he oh. chased him to home plate. You yes. think that's worse than missing a base? Absolutely, yes. missing a 100%. base on a home run. Yes, yes, yes. One hundred percent. Will Craig, well, Will Craig first one. thing that you're taught: you have to touch all the bases. Yes, but it's happened enough where yeah, it's embarrassing. But the Will Craig thing, he was a freaking gif. And all I mean, he. And all he had to do was touch a base, That's and it. he wouldn't have even been in that situation. Correct. Like will, he panicked. I will give you context, Tyler. One of the biggest home runs hit in the in the sport of baseball. Mark McGuire almost missed first base. He did when Dave McKay went to give him a five. <laughs> he missed first. He had to go back and touch it <laughs> off of Steve Traxel. Right. Correct. That was number sixty-two, I believe. Yeah. So even he almost missed a base. I would say these. I would say fielding gaffes. Would be ahead of missing missing a base. Seems like I've, I've well, of course we've seen gas more often than missing the base. But I, I would side on that. And you think I would go with Meller? Yeah, definitely, Tyler. All right. So AK was an instrumental part of the drafting of Nikola Jokic, who won the MVP yesterday. Shot or no shot, you trust AK to have an MVP here in Chicago in the next five years? That's a great question. Man, that is a really good one. Um, I will say no shot to that. Yeah, I'm going to have to go no shot, too. Embiid's still very young. Mm -hmm. Dame's in his prime. Jokic is in his prime. Uh, There's a lot of really, really wonderful players. Giannis, Durant, Giannis are still in their prime. I think it's the five-year qualifier that makes me hesitate. Ten years? Yes. Five years, no shot. The MVP, the next MVP for the Bulls will be a draft pick. You think so? It's not going to be a disgruntled superstar because what if Jokic does get disgruntled at some point? Or what if Dame Lillard ends up here? You think that he wouldn't want to go with the guy who picked him in the first place and trusted him, has that relationship with him? I like the angle because he does have the internationally influence, does uh, Art Carney. There's no doubt that he has that, right? He does. So... Um, I'm just going to, my gut says, my sizable gut says no shot 
to that. I think that he'll bring in international flavor. I think he'll bring in quality players. Remember while AK was with Denver, he was able to build something, but there was, a again, tough West, a ceiling to the success. It's, it's lucky that the Lakers are out of this thing where Utah or Phoenix has an opportunity to win the West because you don't have the usual in there, right? So I, I will say no shot to that. There's going to be better players. I don't know if they're going to be MVP caliber. The Bulls have a kid that's stashed in Europe. Stashed the Euro. Uh, named Marco Simonovic. Of course. And a guy who is in that league in Europe said that guy can be an elite player in the NBA right now. He, that's how good he is. Marco Simonovic. He's 6'11". Now, is he an NBA, NBA star? I don't know. That's right up our AK's alley, that, though. Exactly. This to cultivate, develop the Euro. Yep, Marco Simonovic. I believe he's from the same team as Jokic was on, too. See? I believe that's right. Uh, Mega Soccer Bet is the name of that team. Jokic in a Bulls uniform. Oh, that's perfect for the 100 level. <laughs> That'd be perfect for the <laughs> They would love I it. look at him, the Joker. He's great to watch. Isn't he, Maury? Isn't he wonderful to watch? Up and down the floor. It's great. I love Jokic. He's unbelievable. Yes, he's great, Mildred. It's great. Maury, wake up. It's a great game. It's Jokic. <laughs> it's wonderful. I love him. Like the old country. No shot he's coming here. What? Not happening. Tyler. Tyler. All right. So Donovan Mitchell last Sorry. night was fantastic in the close for the Jazz in their game one victory over the Clippers. So I ask you, of all of the players left standing in the West, shot or no shot, Donovan Mitchell is the best guy to have on your team in crunch time? Out of everyone that's still left? or Still just left in the-, in the West. God. I'm going to go shot. That guy's a beast, man. He hit 45 last night. That guy's a beast. Man. Beast. Like, Don- Devin Booker's a really good player. I'll take Donovan Mitchell. Uh, who else is left of the stars? There would be Kawhi. Booker, did you say you Booker? Want, I Booker. said Booker. You could even throw Chris Paul in there maybe, too. Um, and then Jokic, too. Yeah, I, I'll go down with Mitchell. Boy, that's a tough one. I love that kid. I like Chris Paul when he's healthy. And I think that he's a catalyst for that team. I like Devin Booker on that team, too, that Suns team. So a friend of mine was Man. the guy who drafted Donovan Mitchell in Utah. My friend Walt Perrin. He's now... Tibbs stole him away, and he is working for the Knicks Mm -hmm. in their scouting department. And he was telling me, we're in our draft room, and we're like, that case sliding. They had, like, the 20th pick or 23rd pick. Hold on a second. We loved uh, Donovan Mitchell. Now he goes, did I think he was going to become what he's become? We knew he'd be a really good player. This good? All right, call him up. Let's see if we can make a deal. And they got him, I think, at 13. You dissing Kawhi over there, Tyler? Not Dustin Kawhi. What do you think? I, I think it's Donovan Mitchell. When you look at how he closed a lot of these games, and if you go back to the bubble, some of those performances that he's put on, he's already got three 40-point games in the playoffs, and he's played less than 30 games. True. He's a beast. I love him. I'd take that guy in a second. I'll, I'll ride with you, but, boy, I think about I think about Kawhi Leonard. And I know Kawhi gets this clipper stink on him because Paul George is not the Paul George that we thought he would be with this team as a one-two punch. I'll ride with you on Mitchell because he's new and fresh. And it's because when I watch him out there, every time he has a ball, I think he's going to do something special, whether he's going to pass the ball to make his team better or score the ball. 
So I'll ride with you on that. I'm with you. All right. All right, Tyler, what else you got? That's all. That's all for oh, today. Oh, for heaven's sake. See, Danny's always got 10. Where, I mean, where is it? He always cuts us off. Yeah, We're still waiting on the Kardashian question. Uh, we have a Southside City Connect jersey to give away. Yes. Hot item alert. They're sold out at the park. But your home of the White Sox wants to hook you up right here. So you've been listening all morning. Great seats available. Watch your first place Sox tonight and tomorrow against Toronto. For tickets, go to WhiteSox.com. And here's the question. The trivia question that you have to ask in order to get this hot jersey. Correct. You ready for this? We're talking about 100 games or more managed, right? 100 mm-hmm. games or more managed. Which White Sox manager never had a losing record? Again, 100, you've had to manage 100 uh, games or more. Which White Sox manager never had a losing record? There you go, 312-332-3776. There you go. Go get it. Jersey's yours. Be right back.